This is a subject that many of you will disagree with me on this. On God's way of handling money. Some of you are going to cut me off before we ever get started. But this is a subject that I'm very passionate about. Is how to handle money in God's way. You may say, well, why are you passionate about it? Because I'm a man that stands before you that for God to get my attention, God took away everything that I owned. Literally. God took away everything that I owned. God only left me with the bare essentials that I had to have in life in order to survive. Because I was a man that, that actually worked three jobs. I would get up in the morning at 4 o'clock in the morning and I would haul silage to Chapel Hill and back and be, be back at work by 7 o'clock in the morning to do my job at the water department. And then when I would get off of the water department on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I would go ride horses for a man by the name of Roger Malone. And I would ride horses from the time I got off on uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I would ride horses from about 4.30 to 8 o'clock at night. And then I would come home, I'd do it all over again. I would get up the next morning, I'd haul silage, haul silage to Chapel Hill five days a week, sometimes six days a week. I thought I deserved all these things. I had a horse trailer that I bought that I gave more for this horse trailer than I did the house and the five acres that I lived in. Because I thought I deserved it. I worked hard to have things that I wanted. And I thought, hey, I deserve this. And I was working myself in the ground trying to impress the man in the vehicle right beside of me that I didn't even know. And when God took all of those things away from me, and I had to sit down with a lawyer, and he went through every single thing that I had. And if it had any value to it at all, it had to go. So for about three years of my life, I didn't even have television. My kids watched Disney movies over and over and over again. And I was thankful enough that they were small enough to understand and know that the remote control only controls the VCR. We kept movies in constantly. We didn't have the satellite television because that was something that this lawyer said in and says, you know what, you can't afford this. Now I did tell him of some of the guns that I had and some of the saddles that I had. I didn't tell him of everything because you know what? They had to go too. I only kept the guns that meant something to me. The guns that I wanted to have to make sure that I could go hunting with. But all these other things had to go. And God allowed all of that stuff to be taken away from me to get my attention to get him back. I can remember thinking that, that when God would bless somebody with more stuff than I had, I would get so mad and so jealous of those people. And I would ask God, God, why can't I have that? God, why don't you bless me like that? And it took me understanding that 
Handling money the way that God would. Handling money the way that God would would make a big difference in my life. And I began to sit down and study probably, this all took place in my life probably close to 15, 18 years ago. To sit down and start looking at the way God would have money to be used. But in order for me to get the understanding of why God would want me to be debt free in my life. It took an understanding for me that, listen, God don't remove me and free me from the bondage of sin. You do realize that sin is a bondage that keeps you from being able to be in right relationship with God. You do understand that, don't you? And so why would, I, why would I come to Jesus Christ to have that bondage to be removed from me in order for me to put myself back in bondage just to be able to have something? Because the Bible teaches us and tells us that the bar is slave to the lender. The Bible teaches us that we are slaves to sin. So in order for me to come to God and ask God to give me freedom that I'm no longer a slave to sin, but I'm a slave to Him who conquered the sin and set me free from that bondage, I wanted to know, God, how can I become, let go of the bondage of this debt that I've got, that I've accumulated? How can I keep from going back into bondage and being held captive by something that you've set me free from. So I began the path of being able to, to become debt free. Other than my walk with Christ, it's the absolutely hardest thing that I've ever done before. To become and live a life of debt freedom. Many of you are going to disagree with me because you're under the same mindset that I have. Brother Kirby, the only way to have things is to go in debt. Well, you're right. The only way to have things that you want is to go in debt. Is to go in debt. But what I'm going to teach you this morning is how to handle money the way that the Bible instructs us to. Because let me tell you something, there is absolutely nothing that you can go through in life that the Bible don't give instructions on how to do it. And our money is no other issue. The, our finances would be the absolutely last thing that you and I will let God have complete control over. Can I get an amen on that? Our finances are the absolutely last thing that you will give God completely control over is your finances. It's the hardest thing to do. But my brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. Being, having that debt freedom is one of the greatest things that I've ever... It gives me more accomplishment to know that having the freedom to do the things that you do, that I get to do today, it only happened because of God's grace that He applied for me. And I'm a firm believer it only takes place because of me being obedient and handling what God has blessed me with. Listen, I've never been poor in my life. But I have been broke a long time of my life. 
I've always had everything that I needed. I might not have everything that I wanted. But I've always, always have had everything I needed. Listen, I have eat Roman noodles every way possible. When you eat Roman noodles five, six nights a week, you come up with some clever ideas on how to eat it. The only way that I was able to come debt free and to handle money the way that God would instruct me to handle money, and this is what really hurts, I had to live on less than I made. I wasn't the federal government. Because listen, I could not print it the way that they could. And get away with it. I couldn't do things that were legal and survive. I had to do things, I I couldn't do things that were illegal and survive and get away with it. I had to do things the right way. So being able to handle money the way that God is. Now I'm not here this morning to to preach a sermon on tithing. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm not here to preach a sermon on tithing. I'm here this morning to teach you what the Bible says on how we should handle money as believers. And I can stand before you this morning that this is a practice that I have put in place in my life that has really truly helped me out in this. Because listen, living on less than you make, living on a budget, is tough. But listen, when I lost everything I owned, I made a pact to myself, that is something that I never want to have to go through again. I want to live on a budget, and I'm not going to work myself to death. Listen, I'm trying to figure out how to make it on working less than 40 hours. Not working 40 hours plus. If my boss man asks me, do you want to work over, are you making, or are you asking, or telling? Because if you're asking... I'm out. If you're telling me i got to work, I'll be here. But if you're asking, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to work more than I have to. And this is why. If you would, open your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6. As you turn, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. My dear loving and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I am so thankful for this privilege and this opportunity that you have given me to be able to stand before your people. Lord, to proclaim your word. Lord, to be able to open your word and and hear it read, Father Lord God. And I just pray that we take your word that you have uh, so graciously wrote on our behalf, Lord, that we would be able to know how to live a life that is pleasing to you, Father. And Father God, as we open your word today, Lord, and Lord, as we read your word, Father God, I pray that your people will receive it. Lord, that 
that faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God, Father God. And I pray this morning as we read Your Word, Lord, that we grow in faith. And Father God, may every word that is spoken, may every deed that is done, Lord, may it be done to glorify and honor You, Father. And Lord God, we ask for forgiveness for we fall short of Thy glory. And it is in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9 reads, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through the crafting that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfast, and gentleness. For a man that pursues money, how do we handle money the way that God would? One of the first things that I had to realize is God is the ownership of everything I have, including my wealth. Look at Psalms chapter 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's, and the fulfillness thereforth. The world and those who dwell therein. So everything belongs to the Lord. Everything. Look at Psalms 50 verses 9 and 10. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your fold. Verse 10. For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. For me to be able to take and understand God's way of having money, I had to understand that He's the provider of everything. I am not. See, I thought I was the one that deserved all of those things. I was doing everything because of what I can do. I didn't realize that everything that I have, and the only reason why I'm able to do what I do is because God has so richly blessed me with. And until I become had the mindset that everything that is around us, even those that don't have everything that they want, and those that have been so graciously blessed beyond measure, they have everything that they want and then some. It's only because God has given them everything that they have. And it took me, that was the first lesson that I had to learn. It ain't nothing that I can do to say that, hey, I, look what I got. Look what I've done. Look at what I have built. Because it ain't about me. It's all about God. So for me to be able to get control of my money the way that God would have me to get control over it, the first thing I had to realize that everything is His to do that. The the Word of God encourages us about financial provision. 
Like I said earlier, there's not a single thing that you and I can go through that the Bible don't instruct us with. And how to handle money is one of them. The first ones we see is in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. He talks about the parables of the talent. That's one way that he, he teaches us how to use money. A lot of people think that money is evil. A lot of people think money is evil. Money is not the evil. It's the love of it that makes it become evil. We must learn, have to, we have to learn to use it wisely. We have to learn to live on less than we make. God desires for us to have money we need. As we are generous with the Lord, for, with what the Lord provides for us. Look at Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shake it together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. You know one of the hardest things that I had to learn... And listen to this statement. You can afford the first check you write. You can afford the first check you write. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you get money on Friday, you can afford the first check that you write. If you will give God what's His first, if you will give God what's His first, trust me, you give what you got to others, you don't worry about what yourself, you can afford to write the first check that you write. Now you may not can afford the second, third, and fourth, but you can afford the first one that you write. I'm living proof of that. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, uh, 19 and 20. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possession and power to enjoy them, and to accept His lot and rejoice in His toll, this is the gift of God. Verse 20. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with the joy in his heart. See, that was one of the hardest scriptures that I had to learn because God would so richly bless somebody with more stuff than what I had. And it tells him that God, he don't remember the things that he does in life because God has richly blessed him with the occupied the things that are joyful in his heart. That he is, he is able to you. God will give you the desires of your heart as long as your desires of your heart line up with him. Being able to control money and use money the way that God would have me do. This is one of the scriptures that I kept going back to over and over and over that one day that God was going to give me the desires of my heart. Now I am by no means rich. As far as having possessions and, and much money in a bank of account. But I am rich because I have been blessed with everything I need 
and some things that I don't even need, but that I want. God has tremendously blessed me with. But it all comes back to using it, money the way that God would have us to. The Bible warns us about the misuse of our finances. Let's look at Proverbs 23, verse 4 and 5. Boy, this is the one that hit hard for me. Do not toil in acquiring wealth. Be discerning enough to deceit. Verse 5. When your eyes light on, when your eyes light on it, it is gone, for suddenly it spouts wings flying like an eagle toward heaven. Man, I could not realize. Here I was working three jobs. Should, needed to be working four. Because there still wasn't enough money. There still wasn't enough money. I was toiling and working myself to death, working three jobs, and still did not have but barely enough to make it. And there were sometimes I didn't even have enough to make it. That we'd sit down and say, okay, what are we going to do now? We, we paid everything out. What are we going to do now? I was working myself to death. The Bible warns us, this proverb warns us, not to wear ourselves out to try to become rich. And there will be many of us that will work ourselves to death, just like I said earlier, to try to impress the person in the car right next to us that we don't even know. Because I've been there. I thought it was nice to pull up in there with that big, nice Sooner horse trailer that we could go spend all weekend and had all of the essentials that when I got ready to go camping and riding horses, all I had to do was load the horses. It had everything in it. We had, we had all of our camping gear, all the towels, all the... We didn't have to... When we got home, all we had to do was just wash the bed sheets, the towels. When they got drained, put them back in there. Well, we were ready to go for the next one. I worked myself to death to try to have something just to impress somebody. Proverbs 15, 6. In the house of the righteous, there is much treasure, but trouble befalls the income of the wicked. Financial blessings can turn into a snare if we're not careful, according to this scripture. In the house of the righteous, there is much treasure, but trouble befalls the income of the wicked. If you're not careful, you can become wicked when you chase after wealth, using it as a motivation for you to be able to do what you do. Here's where it gets really good. I sit down and I ask myself the question, God, if I want to use money the way that you want us to use it, and I want to become a man that seeks after your own heart. And I want to use everything that you have given me. 
How do I do it? And God showed me that one of the ways that I can do it is by working. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians 3.10. For even when we were with you, we would give you this commandment. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Listen, in order for me to have what I want, it ain't, it's important for me to make sure that I'm out working and I'm providing for it myself. That I'm not looking for somebody else to give me a handout. That's tough. Now, I'm thankful that God blessed people and put people in my lives that helped me out in times of need. But I'm also thankful that God allowed me to be able to work. Somebody asked me several years ago, said, Kirby, why do you work all the time? I said, that's what broke people do, is work. Broke people work. And now I'm able to only work if I want to. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have to train dogs for a living. I tell people all the time that when they bring a dog to me to want it to be trained and they start asking me questions, I said, you know, Bubba, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but I don't have to train your dog. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I work a full-time job, so I don't need your money to train my, uh, to, I don't need your money for me to be able to provide the things I do. My dog training is my golf. So if you want to pay me for 30 days to go play golf, I'll be willing to do that. But I don't have to. Understand that. I don't have to. So if you don't want me to train your dog and you want to take it somewhere else, my feelings ain't going to be hurt whatsoever. Because the only reason why they would pay me to train their dog is I made the time to do something that they wouldn't. It's the only reason why they paid me to train their dog. It wasn't that I was good because I was not that good at it. I just made the time to do something that they wouldn't. And if they was willing to pay me, I would. But working, doing that. I was able to pay by working. Listen to me, young people. You don't have to go into college. You don't have to go into debt to be able to go to college. Listen, I paid for Carrie to go through school by training dogs. And I'm so great, richly blessed to be able to do that. But Carrie was able to go to school and graduate debt free without any student debt whatsoever. Let me tell you why I'm so very thankful and pleased with that. Because now she has a job that has absolutely nothing to do with what she went to school for. Y'all laugh about it, but this world is full of people that went to school and got a college degree that don't have nothing to do with the profession that they're in and they're this high in debt trying to pay for it. Listen, young people, you can go to school and graduate with a degree, but you need to work. You don't have to have a student loan to be able to do it. It can be done. 
It may not be the college of choice, but listen, you 18 years old and you think you know everything, there's a good possibility, a very good possibility that you're going to go to school and get a college degree in a career that you're not even going to do because when you get there, it ain't what you thought it was. But listen, working for what you have is God's first ray that He taught me to be able to use money the way that He would instruct me to do. According to Matthew 25, God taught me that investing... Now listen, before I could start investing money or the way that God would tend me to do, the first thing that I had to do was to get out of debt. Because I could not invest money while I was in debt. So for, in order for you to invest money and prepare for your future, you've got to be out of debt first. Understand that. But God, through the parable of the talents, God taught me that in order for us, by working and being able to provide for the thing, God provides us for a job to be able to do the things that we do. Then he, he allows us to be able to invest. And then this was the one that I really liked. Giving. When you and I share what we have with others, God blesses you with more. My key thing to building wealth or building, doing money the way that God would have us to do, the first of all is to make sure we pay for the things that we got to have, invest money, give money, and then spend money. Those four keys are what, the way that I do it. The first thing that I do is make sure that I make my tithing check is my very first thing that I do. I consider that part of my budget. And that's the first thing, check that I write every month. I only get paid once a month, and the first check that I write that first month is my, before I do anything else is my tithing check. And then I take care of my essentials. Then I make sure that my investments are done. And then I give money. And then I take what money is left after all of that. Then I spend it on myself. If there's any left. There have been some months that there was not any left for myself. That at the time I took care of the essentials and I paid my tithing, there were still times that, man, I don't know if we're going to have enough or not. But listen, God had always provided. Somebody would call up and say, hey, Kirby, we got a fire hydrant that's messed up. Could you come and fix it for us? You know what? God blessed me with a job that I know how to do that. You want to know how I got into the fire hydrant business? It's because when I was broke, somebody had an issue, I could fix it, I went and done it. I worked for it. There are many of you today that worked hard to be able to be where you're at and to have what you have. And praise God for that. There are some of us that barely scrape by from week to week and that it's tough. But listen, God still gives you an opportunity to use money the way that He would have you to use it. Being a blessing to others 
Listen, giving what you got and putting someone else first. I always make sure that that's the one thing that I try to do is make sure I give before I spend money upon myself. That way, because see, I'm a very selfish and self-centered person. I don't know if any of you are, but I am. It's very easy for me to think, well, I deserve that. I worked hard all week. You know what? I, I, I want to go do that. You know, I don't get to say that all week. I get to say I worked hard all month. I worked hard all month. And I think I ought to get the right to go do that. And with me being a self-centered person and all about myself, I had to, had to be real careful about that. And by me giving, by me giving helps me and prevents me from becoming so self-focused and servant on myself by putting others before myself. I like doing a lot of things that nobody even knows where it comes from. Because I don't want, I, I, I deal with pride. I'm a self-centered, prideful man. And so I like to do things that nobody even knows that they do it. So that my head don't swell up and I can walk around with my chest all bowed up saying, yeah, look what I've done. I give to so-and-so over there, and you know. I like to do things that nobody knows anything about. But I like to do that first. God tells us in order to, to build wealth the way that He would have us to do it, we must save. Look at Proverbs 21, 20. Precious treasures and all are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. Saving is very, very important. The precious treasures and oil is talking about saving for the rainy days. But a foolish man devours it. Just because you have $2 in your pocket don't mean that you can just stop by. I don't know if you can't even buy a cold drink now for $2. I don't even know why I want to use that for illustration. Because you got $3 in your pocket. <laughs> and you decide you want to stop at the store that $3 may come in handy later on. May come in handy. So use your money wisely. Just because you can have... One of the hardest things that I had to learn, listen to this, one of the absolutely hardest things for me to learn in handling my money, because I, I was one of them people, I didn't care what it cost. Listen to this. What's the monthly payment going to be? It didn't matter what it cost or how much it was going to cost me. All I wanted to know is, can I afford the monthly payment? And let me tell you something. One of the hardest lessons I had to learn is because I can afford the monthly payment don't mean that I can afford it. And it took me a long time to learn. Unless I can walk up, the, especially the things that I want, the things that I want, unless I can walk up and pay cash money for it, you're going to have to keep on going. Because there were so many times that somebody would call me and say, Hey, Kirby, I got a Mossberg uh, 935 with turkey gun with, with this red dot scope, and I only want $250 for it. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, that's a good deal. 
It's only a good deal if you had $250. And there's so many other times that, that we think good deals are, it's 90 days, same as cash. Oh, that's a good deal, 90 days, same as cash. I don't mean to be so rude to you. I'm just trying to be real with you. But handling money the way that God would, sometimes it hurts. It hurts. But the blessing that comes with it, listen, all the times that I had to walk by, because one of the things that I used to love to do is to go out and eat. And for the times that didn't even have the money to go to a restaurant and eat, because, listen, broke people don't go out to restaurants. Broke people don't go out to restaurants. And I used to love to go out and eat on a Friday or Saturday night. But because I didn't have the money, I just wasn't able to do it. When all of my other family would go on vacation and you couldn't go because you couldn't afford it. Ain't fun. What you going to do when they go on vacation? I didn't even know what a vacation was. Gifts. One of the things I'm so very thankful that God used other people from time to time to help meet a need that I had. You have no idea how many times that I would sit and think, man, what are we going to do? How are we going to have this? And somebody comes and says, you know, hey, can I take your kids shopping to get them ready for school? That's how serious it was for me. There were times that I couldn't even afford to buy my kids new shoes and new clothes, even the backpacks, even the essentials that they had to have to go to school. I couldn't afford it because of the debt that I had put myself in. That's when I become passionate about using my money and spending my money the way that God would want me to do it. God guides us through His Word on how to use money. Look at Philippians 4.19. Philippians 4.19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Listen, I can honestly say that God supplied every need that I had. Not ever want. And listen, there was times that I would take this scripture and I would say, God's going to supply for me. But I would take a trip or I would buy something that I didn't really truly need. And then I would kind of get disappointed when God didn't supply for me. But you know why He didn't supply for me? Because I, would, I didn't use my money the way that he wanted to. I took care of myself before I took care of other things. 
And listen, God's not going to supply your needs for you if you're going to misuse what He already gives you. I'm living proof of that. And let that be the first the warning. That God is not going to supply your every need if you're going to misuse what He has already given you. And that's the very thing that many people think. Well, God's going to supply for me and give it to me. Yeah, but what are you going to do with before He does? God wants us to use our money to continue to carry out the Lord's work. Malachi 3.10 Bring the full tithe into the storehouse and that there may be food in my house and therefore put me to test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you the blessing until there is no more need. Listen, when I would sit down, when I started doing a budget, when I would write my budget down and I would put my budget down, do you know the first place that I would pull my money out of? Because if you really want to see where your money's going, do a budget. And when I would do a budget and it wasn't enough money there at the end of the budget to do, do you know the first place I would go get that money from? My tithe. My tithe. And then when I started making sure that I can, I can afford the first check that I write. I may not be able to afford things later on down the road, but I can afford the first check that I write. And let me tell you, once I began to do that, because I used to not worry about it always took care of itself. But when I started putting my budget, my money down on paper and seeing where it was going and how it was working, especially when I started getting paid only once a month. And when you're on salary, you don't get overtime. And when I was on overtime, I didn't realize how much that overtime helped. And then when you go to salary, and you, you don't matter how much overtime you work, you don't get paid extra. You get paid salary. And when, you, when I'd sit down and do my budget, and I would see there were times that, man, there's not enough money at the end of the month for me to do this. Lord, I'm still going to trust you. I'm going to write this tithing check. And I can honestly tell you that God always provided for me with everything that I needed. There were times that I had to sell the things that had value of them that was just a want. But God always provided for me. So tithing is something you should do to return your money to the God and give Him what's Him. And you may say, well, Kirby, how am I going to be able to have the things that I have without being able to go in debt? I'm going to tell you to continue to trust God. In order for us to, to use the money that God gives us, set God-given goals. Set God-given goals. If you want a new house, set that as a goal. I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to get things that you desire that you want, but I'm telling you to have God-given goals. Understand that.
Also, if you want to use money the way that God wants to, provide others. Assist those who are in genuine need. Like I said, I love doing things that, that people don't know that I do. By meeting a genuine need. God uses money to accomplish specific purposes. Listen, one of the main purposes that God taught me in using money, God trained us. The Lord will supply as we rely on Him for His financial provision. Listen, the Lord would test me according to Malachi chapter 10. The Lord would test me on whether or not I'm going to really truly test Him. Because listen, we will trust the Lord with everything that we have. We will give God our children before we will our finances. And God will test us and see, are you going to trust me with everything in your life? And that includes your finances. He trains us to trust Him. He will also test us to see if our faith is, is truly to love Him and be obedient to Him. And listen, He will use money as to accomplish specific purposes by being able to use our testimony. Listen, I'm able to sit up here before you today and tell you what God has done for me by the use of money only as a testimony to tell you what God has done for me to encourage you that if He'll do it for me, He will do the same thing for you. If you will use what God has given you according to the way He's instructed us to do it. And He also uses our money as a way to continue to share the gospel. In our giving, it continues to help fund those missionaries. It continues to help the church be able to do the things that it needs to do in our communities. Our money that God has graciously blessed us with, God continues to use it for His purpose. One of the things that I had to learn is it's not about how much money I have. It's important to be obedient in handling the money that God gives me. And when I can choose to be obedient with what God has blessed me with and trust Him and handle it the way that He instructs us to handle it, listen, I promise you, I'm living proof today can I be real with you for just a second I worked hard and it took me five years to do this project but one of the things that my wife Michelle always wanted was to to have vinyl siding and, and windows in her house and uh, we sat down and I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to start this money because we had gotten Carrie out of school 
And, I, and man, God was still graciously blessing me with, with fire hydrant work to do and, and dogs to be trained. And I said, I'm going to pour everything that God gives us with this product, this money, I'm going to put everything into this, and we're going to put vinyl siding. We put windows in our house. We put a metal roof on our house. We've done those three things. That was about $25,000 worth of stuff to do. Listen, was able to pay cash money to get that done. In that process, God blessed me with more than I needed. When God blessed me with more than I needed, and I just kept that money in savings and didn't know why, man, there was a time that got a phone call one morning and says, Hey, Kirby, hey, before you start to work, if you don't mind, come by the house a minute. And I go by this, this man's house, and he comes, and he opens this folder up, and he lays it out on his folder. Is He's telling me all about this boat. Now, I'm a diehard duck hunter, and if you know anything about duck hunting, a boat is very essential to us to be able to get us to the places to go. And there was this boat that was an 18-foot with a 40-horse go-devil motor that had a forward neutral in reverse. Was, man, those go-devil motors, they're the four-wheel drive of boats. You can go places in them things that you can't go in a regular outboard. And he says, Kirby, I want $12,000 for it. Hey, I'm sitting here looking at the piece of paper where he bought this thing seven months ago that he gave $18,000 for. And I'm sitting here thinking, $12,000? Man, I've got $12,000 in the bank. I could write a check for this boat right here right now and walk away with something that I've always wanted. And I told the boy, I said, man, I'm going to have to pass on it. I'm going to have to pass on it. I can't do it. Now, I had the money to buy it. And it's something that I've always wanted. But I chose not to do that. Listen, when my wife, Michelle, passed away, I was able to write a check for her funeral that I did, it wasn't a burden to me to be able to do so. And let me tell you something. You want to know how good that felt? To be able to do something like that? And I thank God for the wisdom that He gave me. Not to be foolish with that money that was sitting in the bank that would have been very easy for me to say, man, I've worked hard. I've worked hard to be able to have those things that I need. And didn't have to ask a soul for a single penny to be able to lay my wife to rest and give her a funeral that she deserved. Because I have seen so many people and so many families struggle with not having the money to be able to bury their loved ones. And I'm so thankful that God blessed me with enough that I was able to do that. But it only comes and it only happens with us being wise with what God blesses us with and us using what He blessed us with wisely.
and in the way that He instructs for us to do it. And by saving that money, we're able to do so. Use what God blesses you with wisely. Take that instruction that I just shared with you by using His money wisely for you to be able to grow into that financial freedom. Because listen, God didn't free us from the bondage of sin for us to put ourselves in bondage to something else. And listen, debt, whether you want to admit it or not, is bondage. Is bondage. Because the bar is slave to the lender. It always tickles me that the people will come up to you. Hey, Kirby, can I borrow this? No, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I'm not a banker. I don't loan money. But I tell you what I will do. I'll just give it to you. And if I got it to give, I do. And if I don't have it to give, I'm sorry. I can't do that. But I don't borrow money. I don't loan people money. To, to, I'm not a banker. But I tell you, you can do it the way God instructed us to do it. And I promise you, your life will be well, much better by doing it according to God's Word than any way else you try to do it. It's the absolutely hardest thing that I've ever done other than trying to walk a life pleasing to God and following Him. Financial freedom is the next hardest thing that I've ever tried to have to do. But it's the most rewarding thing that I do. Because when you get, when you get to the point to where you can do, I didn't want to be like my parents. Work hard all their life and be ready to enjoy the hard parts of life and not be able to. I've seen my parents work hard and suffer on our behalf. And for them to be able to retire and do things and that they enjoy, it's nice. And it all took place and happened because of their financial blessings that God blessed them with. And God will do the same thing for us. You don't know how many people that I meet and minister to. You don't know how many families. Do you know the families that we have to counsel? Marriage counseling that we have to go through? And Kevin will probably state to this that the number one issue is financial troubles. Am I right, Kevin? Would you say a lot of the times that the issues that you deal with in your marriage counseling is due to finances? Most of the time it's either finances or in-laws. And that's no joke. The, no, the two number two, one coup things that I do most of my marriage counseling that I have to deal with from time to time is either financial or marriage counseling, or in-laws. It's tough. But financial is the number one thing that I have to do more marriage counseling over finances than anything else. If you'll use it the way God instructed it to, the blessings will come.